Welcome to the Zeitgeist 19 curated podcast, exploring the spirit of now through the lens of art and sustainability. Your hosts are Farah Piria and Elizabeth Zhovkova. Today we are meeting Arturo Galanzino, General Director of Fondazione Palazzo Strozza in Florence, a focal point of Italy's cultural scene that is generating a vivid dialogue between the old and the new. Arturo Galanzino, who previously held curatorial positions at Musée du Louvre in Paris, at the National Gallery and Royal Academy of Arts in London, will be telling us about the power of institutional spaces in breaking down stereotypes and building the new future for the museums within the severity of the new year. Hi Arturo, we are so delighted to have you with us. Thank you so much for finding time to do this, especially now that after a long period of being at a standstill, you are reopening. Is it a slow process or uh, you are all swamped with work? What are the challenges? Tell us please about the current situation. Yeah, uh, actually we we were among the first uh, institutions to reopen and we are probably the uh, the only one in town open every day. Uh, of course, this was a more a political choice than a choice of uh, sustainability, because as you can imagine, we now we have a very limited uh, numbers. Uh, that, uh, Florence is almost empty because we uh, still don't have any any tourists. But I think it's important. Was important to reopen the show because, uh, of course, uh, for for the people, for the Florentine, is is nice to know that the only contemporary art venue in town is open and Florence is ready to start to be relevant in the present and not only in the past. Because, as you can imagine, also some, not all, but some of the old master museums are are also open and. Uh, now is a great time for visiting Florence. Uh, you can visit the Uffizi just by yourself and uh, you can walk in the street with nobody. Sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's nice. Uh, it's just a moment and we hope to be able to restart with a more sustainable tourism, more sustainable than before, as soon as we can. When the virus outbreak hit Italy, in just a few days we saw Strozzi launching the Incontatto platform. Can you please tell us how the project was born and with the museum's reopening, where would you locate it now? Uh, Incontatto was uh, is, is still going on, but uh, and we decided to do Incontatto just the, the first day of the lockdown. It was a, a very quick decision and we, we, had, uh, we had, our idea were very clear since the beginning because we wanted to, to be in touch with our public even with the museum closed, was very unusual for us or being closed, of course. And so we launched, we launched this platform for talking through the arts uh, about the reality, about the present. Basically, it's what we have always done with our work, with our exhibitions, with our research, uh, conference, etc., was to talk about the, the present through the art. So we, we, we kept doing that uh, with, uh, I think, a certain success and we were praised as one of the most successful initiatives during the lockdown it was very simple it was just a, a series of articles and uh, sometimes we had some videos uh, especially from 
some artists close to Strozzi, such as Marina Abramovic, Ai Weiwei, or Jeff Koons. But uh, we mainly had articles uh, focusing on the problems that we were facing during the lockdown uh, through the lens of our exhibitions, of our artists, of some, some themes that we touched in the past. And I think it was, a, it was very inspiring, uh, not only for our public, but for us, because we, uh, it was an opportunity to rethink uh, about our, our job. As part of a global effort to fight coronavirus, all museums worldwide were shut down. Many are still closed. How the global pandemic will be affecting the museum sector in long-term perspective? For instance, there is a big discourse at the moment on blockbuster shows that will be reconsidered. Your institution built its program on such vast international exhibitions. What are your thoughts on it? Yes, for sure, this, uh, this situation has changed already uh, all the calendar of exhibition of big events uh, today we discovered that Basel was, was definitely cancelled uh, before it was postponed in September now it's cancelled I think it was a very wise choice at the same time we are doing something similar because uh, in 2020 we will only have one exhibition only the Thomas Saraceno exhibition we, um, we moved the Jeff Koons show in 2021, I think this is the, the, the best thing to do in this moment because it's, everything is very uncertain and we don't know if in the autumn we have another outbreak and of course we learned the lesson. It's not, it's not nice to have an exhibition installed with the museum closed. For sure it's not economical and then it's also uh, be a big waste, I think. So at the same time in September we will not, uh, even if we will not have a another outbreak of the of the virus uh, for sure next autumn uh, tourism will be going uh, very slowly compared to the uh, to the past so we will have we will have less visitors and probably the the right choice was to keep going with uh, with Thomas Saracen until the autumn and then to find something smaller for the winter and to start hopefully uh, with a normal uh, pace in twenty in twenty twenty one. All the institutions I know are facing the same reality, and uh, also the, some institutions which are the fits in our, as, as I told you, are almost empty. This is really is really shocking. For a private institution like Palazzo Strozzi, this is even more difficult because we sustain ourselves with tickets and with sponsor, private sponsors. So now we are we are facing a, a difficult moment. But I, I'm I will say optimistic, but not too pessimistic because uh, I think that our public uh, is is a special one, is a quality public, is not is not mass tourism. So I'm sure that. Uh, in a more normal situation, we will still have our supporters, our public, and we will do almost, uh, uh, not the same number as before, but I think we can sustain ourselves. So I'm quite positive about that because we are always work on quality, on research, and I think these are the only very good asset that we can spend also in this, during this crisis, this crisis situation. I hope that this... Um, this virus will not affect museum for long term, but for sure we have to expect at least the one of two years of uh, a slower pace. That's for sure. And probably we also have to uh, confront a new perspective for the future and to 
think about a more sustainable way of uh, you know of doing exhibition or of managing a museums and this is something we have to we have to work on that but we are really doing it and uh, but all the parameters are changing day by day and probably will not be the same as before for a long, long time let's talk about your latest exhibition area of Tommaso Saraceno in one of your interviews, you say Saraceno's work, shown at Strozzi, imagines a more responsible way of living. Can you tell us how do you connect the current exhibition to the new environment we find ourselves in? Yeah, well, you know, if you think uh, about the title, Aria is already air. Uh, I think it's, it's already a perfect title for this, uh, for this tragical moment, because as you know, the virus was spread through the air and... Uh, uh, it was more uh, dangerous when the air was polluted. And this is uh, something that unfortunately is very true. And Thomas Saraceno's exhibition is talking about a new sustainable future, a new, uh, a new future where air will be a right, a clean air will be a right for everybody. Not like now, unfortunately, uh, a big part of the world population live with a very polluted air and uh, only privileged people can breathe a good air. Then many metaphors uh, in the show are uh, speaking about our present. Think about the spider web, you know, where e e everything is connected. Is uh, I think this crisis uh, made us realize that all the world is connected and all gesture, gesture of everybody count. And this is uh, counting a bigger scale. So we realize it because staying at home was the, the right thing to do because uh, our individual choice had an important in a more general um, context. So this is something that the exhibition is explaining very well. You're a man that stood behind one-of-a-kind exhibitions in such museums as Louvre, London's National Gallery, Royal Academy of Arts, Strozzi and many more. Most of those celebrated shows were dedicated to old masters. I remember our conversation with you about your very special relationship with old masters and your expertise in it is impeccable. Um, yet with your presence at Palazzo Strozzi, the museum has been hosting major contemporary shows. We wonder how do you make your selection of contemporary exhibitions and what is its function within Strozzi? When uh, I arrived in Strozzi in 2015, uh, there was a cliche that Florence was not a contemporary art city because uh, uh, there was no public, no interest, and uh, Florence was just a city of the past. Uh, with the program of Palazzo Strozzi of the last five years, we proved that Florence had a big potential for being a contemporary art destination because we, with our ex exhibitions, we broke all the records in terms of attendance, in terms of uh, um, critics, uh, it was really a good uh, good moment for our contemporary art program, and uh, I think that was uh, uh, was the result of a strategy of, of, of a choice. Because uh, Florence uh, is true, is a, a Renaissance city, but uh, Florence embodied the you know the new you know the future for for centuries. I think today is still. Um, this part of its essence is still very relevant and the artists understand it so the artists want to come to Florence and to create what we do as you know is um, 
trying often to work site specific with the artists so to, to give them the opportunity to uh, create a, a real dialogue, not a fake one with, with the, uh, with the Renaissance, with our palace, with the past. And this may, makes the difference. Then furthermore, we always try to give uh, uh, an historical view, an historical perspective on the artists with this big monographic show. And this is a kind of, a, of a old style, let's say, uh, for doing a contemporary show because we, with this big survey, sometimes we treat uh, uh, contemporary art like old master, but at the same time, we give them the opportunity to experiment in new ways of, of their creativity in a special, very special environment. The experimental slide by Karsten Huller at Strozzi, shown in 2018, investigates the symbiotic emotional relationship that exists between biological life and human beings. To what extent do you believe that art and art institutions can contribute to the discourse around uh, pressing issues of our times? Yes, this Karsten uh, Herrer's uh, exhibition was uh, a big challenge. It was not only an exhibition, it was also an experiment. The title was The Florence Experiment, and Karsten was working with, um, uh, with a colleague, but he was not a colleague because he was a scientist, Stefano Mancuso, one of the inventors of the uh, neurobiology of the plants. So basically, Stefano Mancuso is studying the intelligence of the plants. So this exhibition was wanted to create a, in a very scientific way, using a, a scientific, a real scientific instrument, a team of, of real scientists. Uh, so we want to use this science to create a metaphor of an experiment to uh, recreate the couple art science, which was so important in Florentine art history. Think about Leonardo da Vinci, for instance, but they are many other artists with a strong, strong scientific part of in their, in their knowledge. So basically this is what, is what we did. And uh, of course it was very fun because uh, there was this experiment where people were sliding down from these big slides, 30 meters, uh, you know, holding a plant, a small plant in their hands, etc. There, there were other parts of the experiment, but I think it was important because we wanted also to uh, make people think about uh, uh, the other. In this case, the other was this very fragile bean plant that they had to protect, taking down from the slide. And of course, also to think about the relationship between man and nature, because pollution is the <laughs> and global warming is the, the are the most important topics to face for the future. And uh, this exhibition wanted to. Uh, talk about that in a very allegorical and uh, allegorical way, a kind of extravaganza, but it was a very, very serious uh, exhibition. And yes, uh, sorry for the, about the second part of your question. Yes, this is what is how we like to work. It's like we, all, we always want to um, put on the table some important, uh, relevant matter, relevant issues when we do contemporary art show. I, I think that one of the reasons of, of our success is that our contemporary art show always speak about the present. They are not just an aesthetical uh, experience, but they speak about things that are relevant for our lives. And um, so people can reread the, the reality through the lens of the art. This, I think, is very, is very important for us because uh, we believe that contemporary artists have something to say 
And if you, if you check the record of our exhibition, you can see that we talk about human rights, we talk about the, uh, female rights, we talk about the pollution, global warming, we, you know, and so on. And in the future, we will also talk about other relevant issues. So I think this is the, the right path for us. Arturo, you just mentioned that you treat uh, contemporary art like old masters. That connection is very interesting. So let's talk about your professional experience in relation to transition from working on old masters to curating contemporary and collaborating with living artists. How do you differentiate the process? I still work also with old masters. So now is uh, to work with contemporary art for me was a kind of... Uh, uh, middle age crisis uh, reaction, you know. <laughs> but it was, I found it very inspiring. I'm learning a lot uh, to me. Uh, working in the art is, is because uh, is, uh, the reason I work in the art is because of my passion, because of my love for this, um, for this field and for everything related to this field. So to me, it's always uh, very inspiring and I'm learning a lot, living and uh, uh, part of my life with these artists talking discussing and you know to finalize the project it's true that um, sometimes our exhibition uh, they look like a master show because they are often large surveys but it's not always the case uh, first of all because also in these large surveys we always give the opportunity to the artist to create something new and also always in re relation with uh, uh, our past in a in an active way, like the Florence experiment, you know, that it was, uh, um, you know, started from, it started from a, a Renaissance theory, but it was looking toward the future. The same is Thomas Raseno exhibition. Again, is is uh, talking about a new humanism using the uh, the symbol of humanism, Falso Strozzi, to think about a new system of values of the future. Uh, you know, we can, we can go on with many examples because this is how we work. And um, what I was saying, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, but it's true that this, this kind of survey, sometimes they, they look like an old master show because we, we try to, to use an historical me method to, uh, to, to present our artists and um, also kind of, um, let's say, a specific kind of curatorship, I would say, a little bit absent, more distant, more like the old master show in a way. So thinking more about about history, and uh, the Bill Viola exhibition, uh, you know, Bill Viola exhibition, Florence, then then the sorry, electronic Renaissance was, I think, the perfect example because it was a highly philological show uh, when we, where we created a connection be, be, between. Uh, important old masters and uh, videos by Viola, uh, but, uh, you know, always with an historical approach because we all, all only use the works that were uh, inspirational for Bill. We did a lot of research of his time in Florence in the 70s, etc., etc. Et so it was, a, I think, a good example of the, this kind of philological approach to um, contemporary art exhibitions. Arturo, I'm very curious to know, do you think 2020 is the year that brings people together or only strengthens the ever enlarging gap between cultures and nations? Yes, let's say that we are on a verge of, 
of a very dangerous situation. And now we must think in the right direction. So we must think to, a, to, the, to be together, to, the, to a, you know, a multinational community, because um, now I think the danger is that the nationalism will increase. Unfortunately, we can see many examples every day if we read the, the newspaper. So I think the art community uh, should mobilitate and you know, stay together to create this connection between cultures, between states, and uh, hopefully we will be able to travel again because it's great smart working, it's great to be connected, it's great to use this Zoom meeting like we are doing now, but it's important that people can travel and meet. And this, I think, is, uh, makes a difference. Uh, of course, in a sustainable way, we have to think about pollution, as we said, but and sometimes the art community travel too much and uh, it was not too sustainable in this sense. But I think it's important that we do it. We, 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 we keep thinking about the world, the artwork as one. This should be my, my message, if I, if I may, because nationalism is really, let's say, behind the corner, just, just there. We, are, we have, to, we have to, to be very, very careful. It's a wonderful message, Arturo. Thank you so much for this beautiful answer and for... Uh, for the insightful conversation. Uh, we are hoping to be able to meet very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you both of you. And uh, I'm waiting for you in Florence uh, as soon as you can come to visit Thomas Saraceno show and to rediscover Florence in this very, very special time. <laughs>